Preston? Hello. Ricky. I'm your biggest fan! This is an associate. We are Nazis. We are associates. That's what we Hello and welcome to episode 8 of And Associates. I am uh, one of your hosts, Preston Eberlin, along with... Were you going to say your favorite host? I was going to. (laughs) I'm the favorite host. It's me, Carson. (laughs) Um, uh, And so now we will go into our corrections. So Carson, what corrections do you have for us? Okay, so this is super important. Uh, last week I said that Justin Bieber was married to one of the Hadids. Uh-huh. Um, and that is so super wrong. He's married <laughs> to Haley Baldwin. And I just, of all the things that I could have gotten wrong, it was that. And I, I needed to correct that. <laughs> I love that we get... I'm sure we get like super, some facts and stuff wrong, but that's the one that you like <laughs> have to get corrected. Um, which is funny because mine is, I, I guess, similar because I got a name wrong and I said Henry Lafayette um, <laughs> instead of Marquis de Lafayette or whatever. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, so, it's fine. Yeah, so it's fine. I'm just changing names of historical figures. Um, but yeah, so that is our corrections. Um, also, oh, always, you know, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us on the Apple Podcast store and stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't know what it's called. I don't, you know what those youths are using. Um, but with that, today we have a special um, discussion for our weekly wrangle because we have a special guest. And so, uh, before that, Carson, do you want to say anything before we roll into the weekly wrangle section? Yes. This is, our special guest is my very best friend. Um, We've been best friends for 15 years, I think. Um, So, like, more than half of our lives at this point. Oh, Jesus. And she actually... Um, is going to have a lot to say about home buying. So super relevant topic for our target audience here, all you millennials <laughs> um, <laughs> that are living at home with your parents. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I think that this is going to be super informative, but still fun because it's my best friend. Awesome. Well, thank you, Carson. And with that, we will roll that weekly wrangle oh do you want to do do you want to lead us into the weekly wrangle carson knock knock who's there weekly wrangle weekly wrangle who (laughs) it's time for the weekly wrangle (laughs) okay so we are here with um our special guest for the day who will be um talking about a, a random assortment of things under the guise of talking about home buying um, but with that, we will have uh, this person go ahead and introduce themselves, um, however they see fit, really. So go ahead, person. <laughs> well, I am your favorite host, 
best friend, <laughs> Ricky, and I just bought a house. <laughs> Woo! Yay! Those are my life accomplishments. Congratulations! Great introduction. That's a big accomplishment for Thank for you. being a millennial. Look. Thank you. Do Although, millennials even buy homes? I mean, apparently they do because Ricky did. <laughs> One millennial, ah, millennial, but <laughs> I will re- represent us all. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. That is what we are hoping. Well, um, you will bring to this conversation are your expertise in home buying uh, as a millennial, because um, Carson and I obviously do not own homes <laughs> or have not bought homes. What do you um, mean, obviously? Oh, okay, so you're, I don't know. You're in law school. I tried to buy a home earlier this year and failed because of coronavirus, which we'll get into later. But um, I think first, Ricky, um, uh, I just I want to um, just ask you if, if you would just give us kind of um, why you wanted to buy a house. Uh, and then you can go into, if you want, like, the process of looking, how many houses you looked at before you, like, decided to choose one, or really just, uh, I'll, I mean, Carson and I will leave leave the floor open to you to just talk about um, initial thoughts on home buying. Okay. Um, I initially wanted to buy a home because I was tired of paying rent and not really getting anything out of it. I thought if I'm going to pay this much money, I kind of want something that will be like an investment and it'll be mine um, and I can do whatever I want to it. Um, I loved my apartment, don't get me wrong, but um, (laughs) I would just like love to have a place that was like mine and I could do whatever I wanted to it. Um, So I thought two years in my apartment, I just didn't want to be in there a third one. Um, So I knew that coming Um, My lease was ending in July, Um, so I knew, like, I had to start looking. Well, of course, the pandemic happened, and I thought, well, now I'm screwed because I didn't know if, like, we were going to still, like, the market was going to be great. Um, And I thought, well, shoot, if it's not, like, do I have a place to live? And then, of course, my parents were like, you can still live with us if you want. And I was like, God, no. (laughs) I can't do that. i got to find a house. to buy a home. You don't have to move in with your parents. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, I was like pleasantly surprised that the pandemic actually didn't really affect like the house market all that much because I felt like actually more people put their house like for sale. Um, Mm -hmm. I ended up looking maybe at a handful, like I'd say maybe like six houses in total, which I think my home buying experience is probably not super typical, especially like the fact that, you know, I found one so quickly and like my, all my ducks just kind of aligned right in a row and worked out for me. Um, Cause I looked at a couple, both of them were like little fixer uppers and, um, and then I finally looked at one, I actually saw it online um, at my parents' house. Um, and it was just like listed that day. And so I texted my realtor and she said we could see it tomorrow. Um, and we went and looked at it first thing in the morning and it was, I didn't think anyone was living here, but 
I think someone was like on and off, but she was actually a teacher and she, their family was moving to another state and her husband was actually already there. Um, and just, oh. she thought since the pandemic happened and she was doing online school, she thought, well, I'll just put the house for sale now instead of waiting for the summer. So it really worked out in my favor <laughs> that mm-hmm. she did that. Um, but I actually saw the house that night. I talked about it with my parents. Um, I guess if there's one thing you should know, I don't really do anything without my mom getting me her input. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'm such a people pleaser, even for my own house. (laughs) um, Adulting. (laughs) But then I ended up putting an offer on it, um, and they accepted it that night. So. It wow. just worked out really, really well. It was super fast. Like, I couldn't even process the fact that I actually, like, put an offer on the house. And when they accepted it, I'm like, oh, man, like, it's mine. Like, as long as everything works out. Wow. That is so quick. What was your yeah. experience like, Preston? Um, Not like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, mine, I mean, so when I was, I I honestly like had no plans to buy a home, um, and so I. But when the uh, it, it was basically like when the pandemic had started mm. coming to the U.S., I was like maybe I should look just because um, I mean I have plenty of time. So I reached out to my the realtor that my brother, uh, one of my brothers, used when they when he bought he and his wife bought a home and. Um, talk to him about a program here in Ohio, which is the grants for uh, grads program. So they like basically help give you uh, assistance with the down payment of a home. Um, and then um, you just have to cover like co- closing costs and that sort of thing. And I was like, let's, let's just like nail down my number and that sort of thing. And so um, I first started with that whole process and having those conversations with the realtor and then with the financial guys about like what my number is and that sort of thing. And by number, I mean like how high I could go uh, in terms of my home buying, um, like what, what my highest offer could be basically. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I started like looking at homes. I probably looked at, um, I think I looked at like six or seven and I ended up putting in offers for on three of them and every single one I was outbid. Every single Aww. one, every single one I saw literally the next day after it had listed, and every single one had multiple offers that next day. And um, so, I mean, there at least here where where I was looking, it was like a ripe, um, a ripe market for for sellers. And um, I mean, my my realtor was like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> no. Like. <laughs> one one would have thought that the pandemic would have equalized everything, but also I think I was looking at the time uh, when the pandemic hadn't really, like, it was when Ohio was so flat, and so everyone's like, well, let's do all these major things right now before it's really bad. So maybe if, like, I was looking now, um, because there was, um, there were a couple recent reports, and I don't know if anyone saw this, um, but there were a couple of recent reports that people are falling behind on their mortgages and stuff right now. Um, oh. So, so that is that is something to look 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 towards in the next couple of months. That um, obviously, hopefully, 
there's some assistance You're that like can be You're like sharing people's lives. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You're like, no. Go, go, go. No, no. Because no. I already I already resigned my lease here at my apartment. So I'm I'm staying here for at least another year. But um basically what what happened with me was um it turned out that because of the pandemic and everything, the program that I was going to use to basically pay for my down payment was um, uh, just got more restrictive, and I no longer oh. met, met the criteria. And I was <laughs> then my financial guy was like, "So you'll need to have at least three percent to put down." And I was like, "No, see, the <laughs> whole point of this was that I didn't have any money to put down. Like I was able to cover the closing costs and like cover mm-hmm. uh, the those." those incidental costs of like moving and just all those things. But like the down payment assistance was really the reason I started to get this ball rolling. And if that is off the table, then I am, I am (laughs) off the table. Um, (laughs) I was like, cable bye. (laughs) Um, You're like, you're on your realtor's table. You literally roll over. And you just slide off. Look, look, Paul. Paul was my realtor. I was like, Paul, I think, I think you need a visual demonstration. And so I got on the table, on his table, and was like, "This is me on your table." And then I threw myself off and was like, "This is me off you the table." Um, I'll like spray you with Lysol. Yeah, you know. Literally, he's like, "Yeah, you're gonna need to find a different girl." Um, but yeah, so I mean, and Ricky, I, I I wanted to ask you about this. So this house you put an offer in. This was the second house you looked at. Sorry, I was. Is that what you said? No, the, no this six. one was probably yeah, like the sixth, fifth or sixth. I only looked at okay. five or six, and this is the last one I looked at. Um, and, like, correct me if I'm wrong but like when you walked in that house you kind of knew or like did you feel like it was the right house or like did it take a while like how 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 did you feel walking into this house as opposed to like the the other house um it felt immediately different and i think though most of it had to do with the street this my house is on um it's like a beautiful quiet street that's in town and it's like the exact location i wanted um because I'm now commuting from work about like 40 minutes um, and I knew I wanted to live in this area just because like where I'm working, I just like don't see myself living um, forever. Mm -hmm. I didn't really like the area to live. I liked to work there, but not live. Um, But, and all the other houses I looked at, like the streets were just like, all right. Some of them were like nice at the beginning. And then as you went on, weren't as nice um, or just like really busy streets. And I was just looking for, you know, being a single, you know, woman in her, oh, I'm in my late twenties now. Awesome. Um, <laughs> we're ancient. Yay. Yay. Um, I thought you were going to say like in her seventies or eighties. in I did feel like it was one of the nicer homes that I felt like I saw or um, it didn't like most of them had a lot of work this house that I'm in now I only um, updated the bathrooms 
which was nice, especially because my dad did all of that for me. (laughs) I didn't have to hire anybody. Um, But I just, I did get like some sense of feeling like, oh, I could see myself here and like the other places. I just couldn't visualize it, which is just generally hard for me. I have to see something like in its full picture for me to be like, oh, yes or no. Um, so when I came into this house, but it was, I mean, it was empty. I think that was hard for me because I like to see, like I said, like, oh, room setups and see it be homey, but it did just feel kind of nice. And, um, but yeah, I think the street itself also really just (laughs) sold it for me, which, you know, fast forward, I was right. I have a bunch of just elderly neighbors that are all retired (laughs) and I love them. I okay, I ha- I have a question for um us peasants who haven't like started the home buying process. Um is it is it comparable at all to like going on a college campus tour where you like step on campus and you're like I know this is the college that I want to go to? Um I think yeah, like kind of. I know. Okay. See, yeah. I mean yeah, it just and I feel like maybe people would I don't have this experience, but I feel like maybe someone also compared to like a wedding dress and you're like, you know, that's the one. After <laughs> so, yeah. you know, thirty I, years. <laughs> I don't have this experience. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, all I have is college. <laughs> uh, well, I, if you did, you're like, I bought five wedding dresses. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep seeing them and keep getting that feeling. I feel like I should buy them. Don't look at my closet. It's fine. It might Um, be handy someday. (laughs) Ricky, I I wanted to, um, if we could take a a step back to, like, the beginning of the process in terms of um, finding a realtor, um, what your realtor did for you. So, like, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about my experience a little bit after yours as well. Um, with like the things my realtor did, the things my realtor didn't do, because I think, mm-hmm. um, at least from what I've heard, a lot of people's experiences with realtors is, is very, very different. So yeah. um, can you can you just talk about your realtor? Like, was it a friend? <laughs> How'd you find yeah. them? How much did they well, help you when like walking through the home? That sort of thing. Yeah, it's kind of funny again. Because, you know, of course, I need my mom. Um, but so when I was like looking for a realtor, we had a family, like she used to be a neighbor of ours. And I know she was the realtor of my parents. So I thought like, oh, hey, like, mom, like, should I just use this person? And she was like, yeah. But I was like, how do you just like ask someone? Like, do you just say, hey, like, do you want to be my realtor? I'm like, that seems so awkward to me. So I had my mom call her. Just so that 
I can get a pre-approval and mm-hmm. um, we could go from there. So I had to do that. And they were very helpful. Like they gave me, she would email me step by step on what I needed to do. Um, yeah. Did I understand it? No. Did I do it? Yes. <laughs> like, like, whatever you want. <laughs> she was like really nice. And she's like, I'll explain anything you want. And I'm like, okay. And she did anything I said. But she talks so fast. I mean, it's like this is what she does for a living. So it's like common knowledge to her. And I'm just like, okay, sure. So I just stopped asking <laughs> questions eventually. I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but as like helpful, my realtor it was interesting because, like, I well, I didn't know like what she should do, what she shouldn't. Um, but mm-hmm. I ended up seeing all the houses. Like, cause when I first got in contact with her, I had a list of houses that I wanted to see that were all near each other. So I just sent her the houses that I was interested in. She set up times and whatever, and we went to go see them. She was really like, she's really nice and oh, I would love this, or you could do this. Like, she would put her input in a lot, which I appreciated because I just mm-hmm. love hearing what other people see just so I know, oh, like, I may have not thought of that. Um, but as for, like, I did expect her, though, to maybe, like, reach out to me and be like, hey, what about this house? Yeah. She never did that. I don't know if that's maybe because I was on Zillow every day looking at new houses um, <laughs> and just killing her first or what. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know if she should have done more, if I should have done less. But when she was very always, like, helpful um, getting the information, especially from the other realtor that was selling the house um, mm-hmm. for things that I needed, I had a good experience. At least I think I'd, I would like to maybe compare someday just to see what the difference would be between some. Because I have also heard some people have had terrible experiences with, like, their realtors. Right, right. Well, that's what that's one reason I had. So, like, your experience is very similar to the one I had where um, I, I started with the realtor. I mean, I used the one that my brother and my sister-in-law used. So it was easy. That's how I had the connection. Um did your and, brother call your realtor? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. How did you call and ask him to be your realtor? Because that so, really so mine, mine, I mean, I, I, mine was similar. Well, well, not similar to yours. Mine was much. Uh, I did not ask mine directly. I filled out a form on his website, and then he called me. <laughs> See, I did that. <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, literally, it was like 15 minutes after filling out the form, he called me, and I was like. That was so quick. <laughs> that was a little over eager. Yeah, could that be like, oh, like maybe I shouldn't choose you? I was like, oh. um, but no, I mean, like he was very similar to where I I sent him the the grants for grads program I wanted to do, and then he sent me like the people that he had worked with, um, the financial people, like the different institutions, and so he uh, got me connected with them. Uh, and and every every step of the way he was he he explained everything and like I I and Ricky it sounds like we kind of approached it the same way where I was very forthright like every conversation like the first conversation I had with him I was like one I want you to know that like I I'm down to start looking at homes I may not buy one which I ended up not doing but I also was like I also know zero about buying a home. So I need you to just know that upfront. And he was like, I, I work with mostly first-time homeowners or home buyers, And I think that 
um, that's one thing that's really important to uh, find in, in a realtor is someone that has worked with first-time home buyers because they those kinds of realtors um, and I don't know if yours was like this, Ricky. If 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 like um, she specialized in first-time home buying or or she just was really good about it with you, um, but like the way. Um, Paul would be like when we would walk through homes and stuff, he would point out things that I definitely like wouldn't have noticed, like a crack in the um in the wall in the basement. And he was like, mm-hmm. if, if you were to put an offer in, we would want to get an engineer in here to look at this to make sure that's not foundation structural damage. I was like, who knew that's what cracks me? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and like things with like the ceiling and that, I don't know, like I, yeah, I, all those sorts of things that I would have never thought to look at. But, um, in terms of like finding homes and stuff, his, his was very similar to yours, or I guess my experience was very similar to yours where like I was finding the homes and letting him know, granted, I was very similar to you where every day I was on Zillow and I had my <laughs> own alerts. And so anytime a house popped in that I wanted to see, I would just send it to him and he would send up a appointment like ASAP. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so how was your realtor kind of like a, a first time uh, home buying expert or was she just like, just, she's done it for years and just knows she's, what Yeah, she's done it for years. Um, so she kind of just knew and she also did what she would point out some of those things and she'd say like, oh, like since this is off, like, you know, we can actually ask them to bring that money to like closing mm-hmm. costs to like pay for that, which was nice. Yeah. Um, of course, I had my parents at all my showings, so they would also <laughs> chime in with things like, "Oh, yeah, like that needs to be fixed." Um, but she actually also, which I didn't know, like was something people did, and she gave me advice at the end because actually, someone saw the house right before I did, and I saw this house at like ten in the morning the next mm-hmm. day that I was listed. So someone saw it before me and was interested, but they actually had to, you know, of course, sell their house first. Um, And my realtor said, you know, you might consider writing them, like the homeowners, a letter. And I was like, well, okay. I'm like, what am I, a letter? She's like, yeah, just write a little bit about yourself. Say why you're interested in the house. And I'm like, okay. The earth is this homeowner. I know. I'm like, well, I don't know these people. So I did. And I just wrote a little thing like, you know, I fell in love with your house, blah, 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 da-dee-da. I wrote like that I was a school psychologist because she was a teacher. So I was like, I hope she made that connection. She'd be like, oh, this poor little girl wants a home. I'll give her one. <laughs> <laughs> little girl. <laughs> so, I don't know if that helped, but she made sure they got it and they did end up choosing to work with me instead of waiting for the other person interested to they were actually looking at getting a second mortgage so they didn't have to sell their house right away because they wanted it so bad so maybe the latter sold them so props to her for giving me that advice (laughs) no and that that is so important and i i want to i want to emphasize that point that um when you are putting in offers there are multiple things that you can do it's not just hey here's my number it's also um like saying that they don't need to make any uh fixes if like the inspection finds anything there's a word for that and a term for that and i don't like know what it is um, it's, it's, my, my, again 
that's one of those like realtor words that like he would say and I was like okay sure that sounds real um, <laughs> I know that word <laughs> yeah. well, well it's like my realtor kept saying the word comps at one point and I was oh, like yes and what I had to and ask what, what that was what, okay yeah so did I which if, if just for all our listeners what comps are actually Ricky would you like to explain comps well, before that, I was like dying when you said, for our listeners, I kind of forgot. I thought I'm just chatting with the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that like, is oh, hilarious. Yeah, we're on a podcast. Um, <laughs> you better start wearing sunglasses now. You're kind of famous. I mean, yeah, for, for our millions of listeners, they're yeah. going to find you. <laughs> um, but comps are just like they use it um, to like compare different houses so um like what and it has to be actually current listing houses which i didn't realize at first when my realtor's like you know it's you know we're comparing to like similar houses it's actually similar houses that are on the market um because like my house is a buy level not a split level yeah a buy level and she said there are no other buy levels in your town i'm like in my town, there are absolutely no other. She goes, well, on the market. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um, but I guess they just, I don't know exactly what all they compare, but um, maybe like, I think mostly like square footage and yeah. then to price and, you know, updates, things like that. To That's how they get what really you should sell your house for mm-hmm. um, to know if it's like an appropriate, um, like, um blanking on the word that I want to offer. There we go. Yep. Thank you, Ricky. Yeah. So now, see, there you go, listeners. When you go to buy a home and you're really yeah, listeners. talking about comps, you know what comps are and you don't have to be like, Ricky, I, where we go, what the fuck are those? <laughs> because that's basically what I said when my realtor kept saying, I'll be sending you some comps tonight. And I was like, I don't know what, are you using a computer? What do you want? Is that a is that a beverage? Is it food? Yeah. I I really I'll just prefer seven. cranberry juice <laughs> with a splash of vodka, please. <laughs> Love it. Um, so one uh, and sorry, Carson. Sorry, I I have I really just like one more question. Um, so I I mean, do, do you want to ask Ricky something? Sorry, I've been like monopolizing the time, but I I. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm like really excited about this. <laughs> um, if I were to ask her a question, I feel like it would stray from home buying. <laughs> we're not good at staying on topic. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, then I'll, I'll go ahead and ask mine, which is so, Ricky. In terms of the home buying experience, one thing that at the beginning of the process, I asked my realtor, and I asked. Um, the financial dude um, who I was going through um, the loan or the mortgage that I was getting. Yeah, that's the, that's the that's technical his official term. <laughs> on, his, on his business card that he hands out, the financial dude. <laughs> he's, he's like, my you know, God, that would appeal the to the millennials. <laughs> right? He, he wears those uh, collared uh, shirts that have flames on them. <laughs> oh God! And sunglasses, always sunglasses. Um, but I asked them both, and I was like very upfront. Again, I was like, so one, how do you get paid? I said that's my realtor and to the financial dude. And two, do I have to pay either of you money? Um, yeah. And so, like my my understanding was. 
I mean, the way my realtor explained it to me was that he gets paid through the closing costs and blah, blah, blah. So there's mm-hmm. nothing for not, and, and like that's, that's stuff. So I never had to pay him anything. The financial dude um, got paid through um, the closing costs and stuff as well. And so that sort of thing. But in ter- but again, I didn't finish the process, obviously, because I'm mm-hmm. still living in my rented apartment. <laughs> so I guess as someone who has gone through the process, and obviously you don't have to get into all your finance. <laughs> I am not the financial dude, so you don't have to tell me all the financial dude things. But um, are there any, so I guess my question is, are there any hidden costs associated with home buying that um, people should be aware of kind of like when they're like, oh, I saved $10,000 for my down payment. That's all I need to worry about. What other costs are there to, to worry about? Um, so you have to pay the appraisal that does not come out of your closing costs. Technically, I think they include it in, like, as, okay, when they give you an estimate, when I told my financial lady that, she, <laughs> that I, um, you know, found a house and I put an offer on it, um, it started her process and um, she gave me just like an estimate of what my closing costs would be from the price that I was accepted at. And with, you know, all the, I had to get like an insurance quote, things like that. Um, and the appraisal was listed on that, but I had to pay that before the closing cost. Um, mm. And same with like the inspection, like I paid for that outside of the closing cost. So at the end it was deducted, like it was included, but I had to pay that separately at a different time before we officially closed. Um, I don't think I paid for anything else besides the appraisal and the inspection and everything else was included in the closing cost. Cause I was also like, how do I pay you? Like, do right. I pay you? Like, how do you make a living? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I asked my realtor. I was like, how do you get money? <laughs> yeah. And the same thing for like my insurance stuff, like was coming out through the closing costs. which I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like, you know, it's listed all at the end, but again, it was all like, mumbo jumbo to me I'm like well what does this mean what does this mean and um, those two I think are the only things that I had to pay for before um, which was actually then I remember telling Carson not too long ago I actually got something in the mail um, for income like for taxes um, from the house from the fall or the spring of like 2019 and I was like well I didn't live here I don't think I should have to pay this Um <laughs> And so I ended up calling the lady, and I was just like, um, first-time homebuyer here, do I pay this, or do I send it to the lady that used to live here? <laughs> and she told me that, you know, it's technically, like, she's already paid it because it was something within the closing cost. She's like, they always forget to tell people that. Like, so technically, I do have to pay it, but it was paid back to me through, like, closing costs, which I still kind of question. I'm like, was that true? <laughs> Does that sound real? And then you yeah. end up in jail in like six yeah. months. You're like, but the woman on the phone said. In debtor's prison. Uh-oh. So I think uh, those, like I said, are the only things. Everything else yet yeah, comes out. I had no idea. Oh, now I'm blanking on what the word is. Um, escrow. That was the word they kept throwing out. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And Oh, do you know what it is now? I think I I think it's the money that like they estimate is what my insurance and stuff is going to cost per month. 
And so I technically mm-hmm. pay that when I pay my mortgage and then they take care of it and it could fluctuate. And I was like, oh, because I, like, I don't know. How do I pay you people? Like, and they're like, it's fine. It's through this. I'm like, well, as long as I'm not in any sorts of trouble, I'll just keep paying you what I think I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we'll just call it even. Perfect. Um, yeah, and I one thing I want to know about inspections, and this was obviously not my experience because, again, I did not buy a home, but um, a, a friend of mine who bought a home, um, uh, they they got an inspection and everything, but they were they were buying a home in the country, um, and they there are certain things that you can add on to an inspection. So, like, there's the base home inspection, but then you can also have, like, um, the the well, like have a structural engineer come in to like yeah. look at the structure of the building or like check the water for lead or not lead. I don't know. I, but, like, <laughs> there's like is it like, 1950? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, some of those homes. Um, it's funny because they the homes and I'm I'm sure you might well you might remember this, Ricky, but when you like are signing the um offer papers and one of them is like the lead uh knowledge paper yes, where like the, yes. the current home buyer has to tell you if there's lead um or knowledge of lead paint yeah. or whatever uh, which is uh, interesting oh but anyway so my point was just make sure that your realtor um again for our listeners who might be buying a home make sure that your um your realtor is like super sure about what things you should pay extra for the inspection. Like, obviously, you should always have a general inspection, but there are other things, like if you have a septic tank or if the house is, like, has a septic system, you should probably get that checked Um, and that sort of a thing, just because you you never know um, what might happen. So that's one one of my pieces of advice is, again, someone who has not bought a home but has heard horror stories. (laughs) <laughs> um, so it's always better to pay a little extra up front, um, so that way then the sellers can fix those things um, before um, it's your responsibility. Right. <laughs> and I think, too, it would be good to look into different, like, appraisal people, if that's what we're going to call them. Um, <laughs> because I looked actually at one, and I was just going to go right with it. The, your realtor actually, at least in Ohio, they are required to give you at least three um, people, like different companies or people that do appraisal or inspections, not appraisals, excuse me, <laughs> inspections. Um, and so they are required to give you three, and I was just going to go with the first one, but his basic actually didn't even include him, like, getting on my roof and checking things like that, and one guy oh. did. And my dad's like, well, that's something important. We should, you know, if he's going to look at something, I want him to look at, you know, the roof and, like, everything. Um, so it's important to just, like, you know, your realtor will give you three at least, um, but check into them a little bit more yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Or you might have something that comes up later that you're like, oh, they didn't check for that. Like, and then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. More. Well, thank, thank you, Ricky. Um, so, um, Carson, do you have anything before I go into the two questions we always ask our guests? Um, well, I guess, do you have any, like, one thing that, like, you wish you had known going into it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect answer. <laughs> I mean, 
I wish I probably had like a little bit more of like the terminology to understand it at first, um, mm-hmm. but it came along, I guess. So it worked out. So I guess well, I'm not mad about it. <laughs> well, here's my real question. Are you going to call my realtor for me when I have to buy a house? Because <laughs> we know that my mom isn't going to do it for me. I'll have my mom do it for you. <laughs> Dear Jen, please help me. Please send help. help. I love that. Um, okay, Ricky, so our first question. Uh, well, our first question that we asked God, I guess, obviously, we've been asking you questions this whole time. <laughs> Technically, our 11th question. But... Yeah. Is, what is the best advice or piece of advice you have received from a mentor that you feel comfortable with sharing? Oh, not prepared for less. <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. Might take but... a lot of editing during this quiet time for me to think. <laughs> I'll do the Jeopardy theme song for oh, you. Okay. Okay. Do, 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 do. Literally, I'm like <laughs> dancing in my room, like not thinking. I'm just <laughs> not helpful. Why are you okay. so sweaty? Practicing my dance moves. <laughs> Me right now. Um, I guess honestly, we're gonna get a little sentimental here. <laughs> I would say. I mean, I would consider this person a mentor, like they don't know it, um, but as just like kind of being true to myself, of course, and not being afraid to, you know, fully be one like myself um, and like ask questions and like go out, like get out of my comfort zone, do things for me, not for anyone else, because I am such a people pleaser. Um so for me, I guess it's just that, and you know, I continue to work on that daily. Awesome! I like okay. that. Yeah, Carson, it was you. Shut up! Really? Yes. Oh, ew! Wow! Let us have our moment. Oh my gosh. This is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Wow. Not even I have Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> you have Taco Bell right now? I wish. Oh, my God. I love that so much. Carson, I'm sure you remember the second question, so I will. Yes. I will like, go I was going to ask you if I could ask it. Yay. Yep. I have to ask you permission because you're a man and you run the show. Correct. You ready, Rick? I'm ready. Do you believe in ghosts? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> this is one thing we've talked about in depth. Yeah. Would you like I've, to share some about it? I mean, I have not had my personal experience with any kind of ghost or paranormal activity, but hearing people's other stories, things like that, yeah. It gets me. I hate those kinds of things. Unless they're nice. Although we have a friend who said he had a nice ghost in his house, so oh. but just never yeah. Kind of creepy though. I had a paranormal experience in your house. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
<laughs> you don't know. remember that? Um, your parents' old house where you lived in high school. Okay. No, I don't remember this. <laughs> when I was house sitting for your parents. It's not when I came in and scared you, was it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Wait, like, Ricky's been then? a ghost this whole time? <laughs> My best friend is a ghost. <laughs> That's a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's so pathetic. <laughs> no, tell me more. I need to know. I can't mm-hmm. remember. You know I have a terrible memory. Okay. So it was around the time that the Trump cutout was up, was in the house, and it was up, your parents put it up in your room to scare me, (laughs) I think, Um, and uh, I I went to bed one night and um, woke up in the middle of the night and um, was just like, I don't know. I, have you? No, no one on this podcast right now has ever had a paranormal experience. Have you? Thank God. It's really mm-hmm. hard to explain, but like, there's one psychological phenomenon that's like um, sleep paralysis. You yeah, know about I've that, had right? that. Yeah. Okay, so realistically, it was probably sleep paralysis, but it's <laughs> way more fun <laughs> to say that it was a ghost. So anyway, like the Donald Trump. Not exactly him, but it came from, like, behind the cardboard cutout. And this, like, figure came rushing at me, and my whole body got burning hot. Were you in Um, my room? Yes. (sighs) You know what? That makes it ten times worse for me, even though, thank God, my parents don't live there anymore because I would never visit. Like, you know those those paranormal activity movies, you know, where they get pulled out of the bed? Okay, I remember. No, I haven't seen them. Oh, well, they get pulled I out have. of the bed. Okay, Preston knows what I'm talking about. Well, mm-hmm. I was watching that movie in theaters, and I am a crazy sleeper. Like, I fall out of bed all the time. Like, I don't know why. Like, I just do. And um, my friend looked over at me during the movie, and he was like, hey, I bet you that's what happens to you every night. Oh, my God, I couldn't <laughs> sleep for weeks. I couldn't sleep for weeks. <laughs> Oh because I would, I would fall out of bed and I'd like land over towards my closet, which was a good couple hundred feet like away. And I'm like, not hundred. I didn't have a big room. Oh, <laughs> a good couple feet away. You live in a van. <laughs> you peasant. <laughs> but it was frightening for me to think that that could happen to me. And I actually now I'm thinking about it because I just put my pet cam in my room to watch what my mm. buddy does during like the night. And now I don't want to see myself sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you, you just like see yourself get up and just stand in the corner just like staring at the corner and you're oh like oh weird okay. why did I do that you're joking about it Preston but really like honestly super freaky because she'll just like get up and like get on her knees beside the bed and just be like chilling there or she'll like sit straight up in bed and be like, what? And then, like, lay back down. It's it's very strange. Literally, I rolled off one day, and my knees were on the floor, and my, like, like, the top half of my body was laying on the bed, and my aunt walked by, and she didn't wake me because she thought I was pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) 
good little Catholic girl. <laughs> oh, so I've woken up with like my feet on the wall and my butt like on the floor. Like, <laughs> it's weird. So now I'm definitely not setting up that pet cam tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, yeah, Ricky, way to ask me this question like at night before I'm gonna go to bed. It's yeah, 8 p.m. <laughs> it's not even gonna be dark until like 9:30. You're fine. I live alone. <laughs> oh my god, don't say that. <laughs> Nobody knows where I live. Edit this out. She has her bunny. <laughs> True, and she's vicious. sure they want more of me so you can call me anytime <laughs> i love it and i i honestly i think carson and i can both agree that we will um for sure have 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 you on for some more yes our number one fan especially after your first paranormal uh activity experience. <laughs> i like i facetime you guys tonight but it's not really me Notice that that conversation was fairly long, but it was, I think, a fun and uh, important discussion that we had. Carson, would you agree? Oh, for sure. It's always <laughs> a blast when I'm talking to Preston and my best friend, <laughs> which that was also our first conversation, right? Yeah. Of the three of us together. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, not, I mean, on the phone. I've, I've met her in person, but... Um, Oh, yeah, you guys did meet. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but with that, we are going to skip the walking and talking section for today because we kind of did our walking and talking. Granted, we weren't walking, but we definitely were talking. Um, and we're going to go ahead and go into Yas Bitches. So, Carson, yes. what's your week been? All right. Um, I am looking forward to, it's not coming up for a couple of weeks, but I'm super duper looking forward to taking a rock climbing class. Um, gonna take it and they're going to teach me like how to belay using top rope. Um, those are like rock climbing terms. 
And uh, so hopefully I'll get like a basic knowledge base so that I'll feel one comfortable doing those things like not completely on my own but sort of just have some information about it and then the other thing is that I want to make sure that I have enough confidence to go there's like a different kind of rock climbing mm -hmm. where you don't really need ropes oh. um, and it's just it's lower sort of and you just kind of climb up like a one big rock i don't know it's i'm i don't know all the technical terms <laughs> that sounded very technical you just put a crash pad at the bottom in case you fall got it got it okay so anyway i just want to sort of test my strength and uh make a judgment call as to whether or not that's something i can handle <laughs> gotcha nice in a safe environment so i'm super looking forward to that and then um I will go ahead and highlight the nonprofit of the week. Mm -hmm. And so this week I want to talk about Ronald McDonald House. Mm. And I think that most people in Ohio know someone, either had like someone in their family or know of someone relatively close that stayed in Ronald McDonald House. Mm -hmm. And so, well, just for anyone who doesn't know, a lot of what they do, like a big part of what they do, is provide somewhere for families to stay when they're either newly born or young babies and children are in the hospital for some reason. And um, so they provide like a place for parents to do their laundry and have meals and watch TV and just basically all of the things that you would never want to have to think about when your entire mind is thinking about oh my gosh my kids in the hospital yeah um so their mission is to create find and support programs that directly improve the health and well-being of children and their families mm. and they have a lot of awesome partnerships and one of the things that a lot of people do is collect uh pop tabs for ronald mcdonald house mm. And so I would suggest um, right now they're pretty strictly limiting who can come in to volunteer. Usually they let people come in and serve food and things like that. Mm -hmm. But if you want to get involved, start collecting pop tabs, beer tabs, whatever, and um, send them up to Ronald McDonald House. And they use that to pay their electric bill, actually. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Carson. Um, so for my yes bitches this week, I, uh, just want to recognize, um, a couple of people who passed away actually this past week, uh, and all of them have a weird, like special place in my heart. Um, and that's one reason I want to, um, recognize them. So one was Naya Rivera who played Santana on Glee. Uh, Glee was like an, a, a show that, um, especially in high school, um, I watched a lot, and so I, 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 I stopped watching in the later seasons, but I still, um, you know, when, whenever anyone that young passes away, uh, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking, and um, basically it came out that, and what's believed to happen was somehow her and her child, her three-year-old child, um, ended up in the water, and um, 
she used the last of her strength to save her child and get them in the boat. So, uh, and then she ended up drowning. So, um, she really, um, uh, I guess I, I just want to say rest in peace to her. Um, and then Grant Imahara, um, passed away and he was uh well known from Mythbusters. He was on a couple other things, but I I really enjoyed Mythbusters when I was in middle school and stuff. Uh it kind of got me interested in science, not that like I'm like super sciencey and stuff, but like I was like, "Oh, this is interesting and uh it's it's great to see things, but he was only 49 um and he also passed away. Um and so um rest in peace to him as well. And then um, U.S. representative and civil rights icon uh, John Lewis passed away as well. So, um, yeah. uh, rest in rest in peace and rest in power to him uh, for 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 the fight that he he f- fought every every second that he was alive and the fight that a, a lot of people are are still fighting today. But um, he definitely was one of those people that helped move the fight along and taught the the next generation how to do it in a uh, peaceful and meaningful way. So shout out uh, and rest in peace and power to him. So um, that is what I wanted to talk about for my ass bitches. Obviously, um, it's a bit of a bummer. It's a eh? bit of a bummer. But um, uh, one of the one of the things that I think uh, is important in terms of um, looking at people when they pass away is looking at the, the, the great things and the celebration of life. And that's why so much of the time people are switching, calling funerals, um, a celebration of life. So, um, these three people are, are three people who, um, had an effect on my life for sure. And so shout out to them and, um, rest now wherever you may be. Uh, with that, Carson, um, I will now say to our audience to please subscribe, rate, and review us on the Apple Podcast. Such a good segue. I was like, how do I segue into that? Um, but, uh, oh, and, uh, look forward to, uh, our vacations again coming this Thursday where I talk about, um... A, a trip that I took with one of my best friends. So uh, that will be coming. But with that, Carson, do you have anything to say before the people, before we say bye? I have nothing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, everyone, uh, I will say bye and have a good week, Carson. Bye. <laughs>